What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bad Days Podcast. I am your host, Hassan Kader, and here's your other host, Isaiah Kendrick. Yo. Zay, it's been a while. We have a... Uh, <laughs> dude, it's been a month since the last podcast episode. Let's talk well, about why. Technically, because <laughs> like, technically we, we filmed recently, but yeah. um, Streamlabs is a big pile of crap. Yeah. So. We lost the pod at the hour and 17th minute last time. Yeah, so we like, were such a good conversation. That was one of the well, best. Was like, <laughs> that was easily one of the best. I don't episodes. even remember what we were talking about exactly, but no, I was like so in the flow. And then it was like, stream, I was like, oh no, you're not going to do uh, anything dude, tonight. The, the, the noise too. It's like the scariest error noise I've ever heard. It's like, burr, burr. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I've never heard. family just all die in a car crash or something? Yeah, yeah it stressed like me out a lot. So we've lost hella episodes. I lost the episode with Quinn. We lost that episode. There was one more episode we don't even need to talk about. That was also lost. So at this point, we are in episode four, or this is episode five. Should be episode eight, but it's fine. Hey, we're rolling with it. Um, say how's Christmas? Because wait, wait. So as we're filming this, it is what is it? The the fourth, the third. It is the third. My Apple Watch. I, I just realized my Apple Watch is that it's the third. Wow, it's already twenty twenty one. So I can't pull the whole yes. like this is the worst year that's ever existed crap anymore. Um, it's, just, it's just still the carryover from 2020. All the bad stuff is still happening. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we only have sure. uh, we can only go up from here, right? right? That's the hope, right? And I started oh, yes. 20. Remember how I started 2020? We, day we one, said the same thing. I feel like I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a good year. Well, it's you remember how 2020 opened for me? What happened? 20? I forget. I uh, day one, I was like, man, I'm just gonna start doing things I used to do that makes me happy because I've been feeling so down. Um, I have seasonal affective disorder which is the best thing to have because it's literally called sad and it's just <laughs> that you're sad during a um, specific time periods of year sad. so for me i'm very sad during the the winter months and i think that it stems from like um how happy christmas time is supposed to be and how it's never been that for me in any way shape or form but back to that i still like usually seasonal affective disorder doesn't wear off until like mid-ish january for me like it carries over mm. um so i'm still feeling it. i I'm thought like, it had something to do with like like the time. exposure to sunlight like yeah, properly. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it, it it goes hand in hand, right? There's like that. Ex there's societal expectation, and then there's like the um, societal expectation of it to be a happier time period, and then there's also the whole. These are the shortest, darkest days of the year, literally. Yeah, um, I think like something like like there's like a big spike in suicides around this time. Yeah, huge, and uh, that's that is less year. to do with it being dark outside, more to do with yeah. Christmas, Christmas presents, presents. We all need things, uh, you know. I say that as a person who's have never around. received a Christmas present, so that's, that's I'm still bitter about it. Um, 22 years old. How the fuck have none of you guys got me? Whatever. Moving on. How I started 2020 uh, a year ago was I was like, I'm just going to do things that make me happy. So I spent the whole day in bed. But then I got up. I was like, I miss skateboarding. I was the best skater. I'm going to have so much fun skating. I make it not 20 feet from my home. Fall off the skateboard. <laughs> My phone was in my pocket. My phone got cracked in half. Like the metal part of my phone broke. Uh, so my phone was broken completely and I got a concussion. And that's actually how I started 2020. Day one. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't admit it was going to be the best year of my life, clearly. Jesus, that um, seemed like it was so long ago. Yeah, it feels uh, like it was yesterday. So I don't know. It's, not, it's like uh, equal parts. That's your weird messed up brain right now. You know, that's right. But uh, look, man, that's that's wild. Back to like seasonal affective disorder and Christmas time. Mm. I want to like Christmas. Like it's, it was always my favorite holiday as a kid to like watch the Christmas specials and stuff like that. But as an adult and even later teen years, good God, it, I'm just not allowed to enjoy myself. Like it's just never, I can never be happy. 
What do you mean you're not allowed to enjoy yourself? Like what's uh, like how am I? Uh, what 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 are the the things you do during Christmas? Right, you have you have family over, right? You have uh decorations, right? You have gift giving, and you have wonderful meals, right? Those are kind of like the four four things, right? And then there's also the religious aspect, like going to church, whatever. Going to church is kind of a moot point because of COVID, right? You couldn't really do that into an enjoyable manner. So there's no real church this year. Um, my family are a bunch of Muslims. And uh, usually they're hella respectful about celebrating stuff. But me and the old stepdad don't see eye to eye. So I didn't even, I didn't eat on Christmas Day until 10 p.m. Because they spent the whole day just hanging out in the kitchen. So I just like got up and drove to my cousin's apartment to eat something. So family, not a thing. Decorations. Not a thing. Last year they were in Turkey, so we put up the Christmas tree. If you remember, this year they were not that in was Turkey. So fun. That was fun, and I still have that huge, beautiful tree, and we're gonna put it up in my house, uh, in not too long, not too long, in a I year from wait. now. But it will be in my house yeah. in not too long. Um, but yeah, uh, so no decorations, and then four presents. Dude, I've never gotten a Christmas present in my whole life, like Real? never. Yeah, never. There's there's been like you know you take home a little thing from your third grade teacher, and it's like a little ornament with your face on it. It's just like okay, I'm gonna put it in. Like I used to, <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to hang up ornaments on my fireplace till my mom would take them down. <laughs> like, like the little ornaments we'd be collecting. Fucked up part mm-hmm. two. We're a bunch of Muslims. We owned the first ornament store in the mall with the personalized oh. like names on it. <laughs> yeah, my mom owned that place. Selling out, huh? I guess so. Which is like, could you sell out at home too? <laughs> like, please, can we sell out just a little bit um, uh, in the house? Didn't you tell you when I asked about um? There's a, a few years back, there was like a whole bunch of mats at the gym, and you told me it was uh, Eid time. Yeah. And you said that was, that was like Christmas for Muslims. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what we were taught to believe. No, <laughs> there's no such so thing like, as Christmas. I was wondering if there's like, a, was so there like, like a gift exchange going on there as well. There's a money like, exchange. The, the, with money Eid, exchange. people, but like the thing is, people, like crazy amounts of money is given. Like it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like strangers you don't know will just be like, Eid Mubarak, Assalamu Alaikum, and they'll just hand you straight up like $100. Like strangers you don't know from the mosque. It's crazy, but like, uh-huh. You know, when you quit being Muslim, you don't really get invited to Eid anymore. <laughs> like Christmas is, uh, and also like, I don't care for money. I like, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to have a job. I have money. I will go buy what I need. Um, I asked a friend what she had gotten on Christmas, and she gave me like the whole list of things. And she'd asked me like, "Did you get anything?" Slash, "Did you get yourself anything?" I was like, "I didn't even think to get myself something." And then I processed mm-hmm. it further. Yo, I get people like incredibly sentimental gifts. Like that's just how I I function. Not necessarily exorbitant amounts of money, but like. Mm-hmm. Gifts that have an emotional impact. What the fuck am I supposed to get myself that has an emotional impact? Am I supposed to be like shopping for Hassan? Like that's not. Come on. I'm gonna fall in love with myself on Christmas. Oh my god, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take myself out on a date. I love people who say that all the time. I I'm dating me right now. It's like no, you're single. <laughs> Just say you're having fun with life. I I can't hear that. I don't want to hear it. That. Yeah, and- that's actually. I've been thinking about like. What if I just went to like a fancy restaurant all by myself and just like sat down and ate? Okay, as a person so who's done weird. that, I've done that many times. Because <laughs> like, like, honest- whenever I'm eating by myself, I have to listen to like a podcast or something. I feel like it would be awkward. I do do that. I do I that. Just- so I like um, the most recent time I did it was in uh, it was while I was in while I was in California. I didn't have any friends that were free that night, and I was like, mm-hmm. God, I need to. I want to go eat. So I went to this fantastic little pasta place i don't remember what the name was but they like completely make completely fresh pasta like by hand not even by machine it's incredible and uh it's just a bunch of people on beautiful little dates and then there's me and uh (laughs) i was watching the lego batman movie on my phone (laughs) i propped it up on the water and i just watched lego i love that movie i haven't seen that movie in a couple years but i'd rewatch it 
um, while I ate really fancy pasta. But also, there are things like tasting menus. I, tasting menus are one of the coolest things that they do. So tasting menus are like where they get a little piece of everything that's great at the restaurant, like a small, small plate of it. Um, it's like a course meal or whatever. You get a bunch of the different pastas. You get dessert. And uh, every restaurant in Los Angeles, tasting menus are for two people. You have to have two people. You're not, you have to order two tasting menus. So like at that pasta place, there's like 30 bucks for a tasting menu. I was like, I could do that. That sounds really cool. I'd love to try it. And they're like, no, you need to pay 60 and you're going to get two servings. I was like, what? Like, yeah, it's for two Why? people. I said, can you not make half? And they're like, no, it wouldn't be worth it at that point. Okay. I guess it's like they're, they're making sure because like when you have two people, you're guaranteed to spend more money. Well, so. I think it's guaranteed to spend more money, but they're, they are right. Like I thought about it later of just like the portions of food. Obviously, mm-hmm. cooking like a tiny amount of food, the ingredients and the effort versus cooking two plates. Um, yeah, for one person, it's like, you know, you might as well just, people can just walk in there and just eat that yeah. and leave. See, but I don't, when I do that, I'm not like, I'm taking Hassan out on a date. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go fucking <laughs> eat, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not trying to make some special show of it. Um, it's like the people are like, I'm being called to a season of singleness right now. And it's like, you can just say just you want to be single for a little bit and figure your shit out. And you can say that like you're, and even if it comes like a religious connotation, you could say that you're like, you know, spending time with God and that's your big focus right now. But I hate when girls are like, mm. I'm being called to a season of singleness right now. It's like. It's so wild. It's, it's like a season of singleness. A season. But right? folks really just be jumping from relationship to relationship. It's so strange. Yeah, no, I guess, I guess that. So it almost makes sense when it is people like that who are like relationship hoppers and then they're like, okay, now I'm called to a season of singles, but it's always people who like have not dated anybody for like a year, two years. And like, I think it's time for me to actually say I'm single (laughs) and be it. It's like they're finally accepting it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, basically that means they're just going to delete dating apps off their phones. (laughs) (laughs) Not ready to mingle. Um, But yeah, good God. What a, what a way to round out the year. So since we haven't yes. done this podcast in a while, for those of you who don't know me from various other social medias, our podcast listeners have quadrupled in size. And that is simply because I gained over 500,000 followers in less than a week on TikTok. No, it was about a week. And um, so now I'm an actual influencer. Look at me. <laughs> influencing stuff. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I, that's my goal. I have noticed this is a really toxic thing. Um hmm. When I'll respond to like really stupid people's comments, which is ignorant and terrible, um, they will have to private their accounts shortly after because Whoa. the amount of people from my page will just go and attack. And it's like, wow, didn't need to know I had that power. Jesus, bro. Do I enjoy having it? Yeah. But do I ne- next thing you're going to try to sell Raycon and like shit like that. So actually, this podcast is brought to you by Raycon Wireless. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you think oh, but I was about to be like, what the hell? Why um, would you tell me? No, I had an email about it. I was thinking about it oh, nice. for the TikTok. So we, I might, I might actually do a Raycon sponsorship soon. Raycon, um, Raid Shadow Legends, Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah, all the little little the brand classics. deals, the classics. Um, you know what? We should do what we do always and open the podcast with little politics because it's been so oh, funny God. today. Today's been hilarious. Well, yeah, there was big news about Trump that just came out. Uh, Whoa! Regarding turns his, out uh, he's a bit of a scumbag. <laughs> it turns out he's yes. a bit of a a serial asshole and it's just he was like doing a a quid pro quo kind of deal like hey you know what you know they're they're not gonna vote for you Uh, oh my god he said he's like you got a you got a big election coming up you know it'll look really good for you if you were to find the votes you you need to find the votes and they're like um mr mr president there aren't oh my god he said eleven thousand and eighty votes eleven thousand something and eighty votes it's like bro you're like 
like a fucking serial killer supervillain now. Like, chill out. What's wrong with you? He's like, people still going to be like, oh, he's just talking how, about, he didn't literally say, how like, wild is it? Steal the election. He just wouldn't, he did not outright actually admit fault. Everything he said was a lie. He was lying. Mm. But at no point was he like, you guys, he just kept saying, you guys stole the election from us. He goes, what yeah. I understand, like, uh, what yeah. I know, in my opinion, <laughs> you just say mm-hmm. shit like that constantly. Oh, yeah, when, what when a- I heard him speak, it was like, I could tell because it's like, it's not, he doesn't know it's being recorded. So it's like, I guess he really does, like, like buy into his own bullcrap. No, no, no. Like, he, he really does, is, he's deluded he does himself. Not, he doesn't buy into his own bullcrap. He's fucking you with You don't people. think so? No, no. He is literally working towards the lowest common denominator in this country. These, like, very uneducated people and people who are mm. sheep thinkers and they want to group believe everything. And he found mm. that market. And he has to maintain that at all times. At no point can he trip up and say that this was on purpose because that's treason. I feel like... He's committing Maybe. treason. But like he can do both and like still be like just really dumb. Do you think that he, he genuinely thought um what do you call it? Granting immunity? Uh what was it he like released two guys off of uh he granted two guys immunity recently. Oh the yeah, two, oh from that um Yeah, the, the two terrorists were, essentially. You can yeah. call them US soldiers, but they're they're terrorists. They're fucking oh, they're, terrorists. They're, mercenary group, they're right? literally mercenaries. Like, they kill children yeah. and women and uh, he granted them impunity. And all that um, impunity, immunity. I don't know which one. Immunity was if you are allowed to commit a crime beforehand. What is impunity? I, I don't know. know. It's that, not. It's not but important. I don't know it right now. Well, this is why we need a third man on the podcast. Hey, yes. Dexter, fact check us. Whoever it is, we're gonna name him Dexter. <laughs> hey, Dexter, hey Jamie, pull that up real quick. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, just like he knows what he's doing is wrong. You can't hang out with Jeffrey Epstein and think what you're doing is right. Like you have to have some kind of uh some level of I feel like when you have that level of power like you don't like you might there might be like a voice in the back of your head but you just have learned to not listen to it anymore you think uh absolute power corrupts absolutely like that's what it is i think it reveals absolutely yeah it reveals your character when you you can do whatever you want without any consequences when you decide to do something bad yeah it was not the power that did that to you it's just so fucked up And, and i think what he says is one thing. What his supporters say, good God, what is wrong with you guys? You guys have lost your entire minds and stuff like that. Y'all are well, really dumb. Like I used to be like, okay, you know, that's just the American education. And that's kind of true at the same time. But American I mean, education like, other times is like, shit. Like y'all just don't want to know anything. Like y'all really hate learning and knowledge. They really <laughs> like, do, man. Um, the conservative TikTokers are some of the worst people that have ever existed on that app by far. They are... They are constant contradictions. And I've always wanted to watch like a hypercut of them watching where they say one thing and then they deny saying it. And then it's a video of those two side by side because it's all over the internet. Like there's no way they haven't seen where they're like, um, there's this kid who said 98% of Mexicans, illegal immigrant Mexicans are rapists. And that's a fact. And then later he said, I didn't say, I said 98% of rapists are Mexicans, not 90% of 98%. And then someone rolled the clip and goes, neither of these are good. <laughs> but here's the two things that <laughs> Why you Why do people think they can get away with that kind of thing? Like, if you recorded yourself saying it. Dude, beyond me. Beyond me. It's like, they're, they're, you're, not, you're not Donald Trump. You just have like a whole team and, of and you saw what like happened. deniers around you. Someone tried to cancel me a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. You remember that? <laughs> some, Jesus, so that uh, so I posted this video uh, where it's, it's the Mickey Mouse puppet talking to some girl. And she's like, oh, I love this. Mickey, can you say the N-word? Uh, and then I I don't remember what I responded with. I think it was something like no. And then she goes, I think she said N-I-G-G-Y. 
And then she immediately follows up with, Mickey, 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 oh no. And then her friend like skips, right? So clearly she had a panic attack that she literally just said that, which isn't even the N-word. It's not great. It's weird that you would have said that, but she definitely said it by accident. Um, so I uploaded it. TikTok takes it down immediately. She doesn't even say the words. So I don't know why TikTok takes it down. They police the fuck out of my videos. It's fine. Um, I uploaded it the next day, but I completely cut out the audio of her saying anything. And then the comment section of this video are, bro, he just said the N-word. No? He's like, you couldn't even see her lips moving. You could, though. You literally could see her lips moving. And then she's the one that apologized. Like, if you said the N-word. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like, why would she? First of all, why would I post it? Obviously, I don't say yeah. the N-word, but like, why the fuck would I post it? And then, like, she apologized. Mickey, Mickey, no. Like, 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 that, like, that was her panicky, like, freaking out or whatever. And then this, this dumb little kid decides to make a video. Someone needs to hold him accountable. He's just saying the N-word and he's not apologizing for it. The, like, I took that video down because I got so annoyed by the comments. Like, this isn't even worth it. It's not even a viral video. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's like, that's like the Detective Pikachu kid. He was like going into it. Like, oh, her lips weren't moving. Yeah, no, this, like, this, dumb, this dumb little kid uh, made a video saying like, here's the original. I saved it. He's literally said the N-word. You can hear it for yourselves, guys. Her lips doesn't move. Like, she's some kind of little fucking detective over here. And then I make a video being like, you're, f you're a fucking fool. You're stupid. You are actually, I said it a lot nicer. I was just like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a moron for thinking this. And I explained it step by step. And then she makes a follow-up video, right? And he goes, I get it. What I did was wrong. I get it. I understand. I'm sorry. But how dare you? How dare I'm 14 years old. I make mistakes. How dare you call me an idiot? You can never do that. And then the people in the comments are... Hey, I'm so sorry he called you idiot. You're a whole dumbass. <laughs> like they just my, my my fan just ripped into this person for a while. But you still have to have like the, the moral high ground at the end of the day. No, dude, and, and and I completely like like dude, me calling her an idiot's not gonna ruin my career, but me saying the N-word will ruin my career. It will. And it I, I rightfully should. If I yeah. say the N-word, cancel me. I don't right? want it's like you can control like saying the n-word oh my god we, we, <laughs> like we filmed an omegle video a couple days ago yeah. and uh this video also i think so tiktok's algorithm is so specific right you get certain videos and they get put on um very specific people's tiktoks and for whatever reason this video that i uploaded got put on conservative tiktok because the people in these comments and like i've gone through their profiles they're the, the worst people not to say conservatives are the worst but these people exemplify all of the qualities that i find terrible in conservative people um being disrespectful towards LGBTQ, being blissfully ignorant, denying the coronavirus, not wearing masks, having norm slash ul in your bio uh, to rip on people who have pronouns in their bio like he slash him. Because you would go to that length, fucking fools. But we upload this video. We're in this, this Omegle clip. Me and Isaiah and a bunch of people are hanging out. And this guy, uh, he's like, bro, I didn't say anything racist yet. Sorry, I shouldn't make fun of his voice. Should I make fun of his voice? No, we're going we're gonna to skip. No, no, no. I shouldn't even say anything <laughs> racist yet. And... Uh, we're like, yet? What do you mean, yet? And he goes, I might say something racist, you never know. And we're like, yeah, well, you know, you shouldn't say something racist. And he goes, well, he, I he don't know, like, I, I want he to. He was under the radar. Yeah. He was like, well, you never know. Something might happen. I was like, what do you yeah, mean yeah. something might well, happen? Well, no, and the people, dude, the people in the comment section are literally like, bro, he literally destroyed you guys, bro. Yeah, he didn't even say, he said he might. You never. Someone said, you don't know what the future might be. Yo, am I crazy that I, maybe I don't have the omniscient, godly power to predict the future, but... Hey, I don't think I'm going to say something racist anytime soon. Like, I literally, I know what I'm about to say. Like, at least, like, a little bit. Like, I'm not going like, well, and, and to... Well, and even if you know. go to the length of, like, so I do the Mickey character, and I get very improvisational with it, right? Like, you've seen me watch the footage where it's like, Hassan's really laughing at his own jokes like that. No, 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 no. They're, these are not that well thought out. It's me 
losing my mind laughing at something that I did not know I was going to say till after I'd said it. But also, like notice at no point have I said something racist or homophobic or sex. Well, sexist within reason with that character. You have that somewhat like core values. That character like, is written gonna... to be a satirical sexist Mickey. Like the whole goal of that version of Mickey is that he is a dumb, terrible, horrible, horrible being. That, that that's, that's why the problem like online you can't like, people will take the satire and like flip well it to, like, I, th that's the, that's the reason that you'll never see me do that same kind of satire with my own face when it's me on mm. camera i'm almost always just reacting i'm never actually like being the perpetrator of the jokes because um because of that people can't handle the satire um which is fine i think it, th within reason like currently the current landscape of things it's it's easier to get upset about something and yeah. Um, to want less of what, the what I was saying more was more so was about people that take the satire seriously and like are like all for what oh, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. No, no, there, there was definitely somebody in the comments who was like, like being yeah, memeing all the time. Minnie needs to stay in the kitchen. I was like, Minnie's fictional. And if she was a real woman, then no, she's welcome to go work a job and do anything that she wants to do. She's a woman. They are equal. Woman. And in my opinion, well, SJW here, they're better than men in, in many bit. facets. <laughs> what did you just say? That's just a little bit. You said a little bit. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, yeah, you would say that or something like that. We just yeah, get you no would fun. say that. You, you would. You complimenting women. How dare you? Um, I stopped taking simp as an insult recently because I realized I am very much a simp. It's only for like a select number of individuals, but <laughs> yes. um, yeah, holistically and utterly, I am a complete and utter simpleton. It's bad out here. Uh, simpleton. So what's been going on? Man, I don't... New Year's Eve, I sat at home and I played on my computer. I didn't play any games. I, I edited videos the whole time. I pretty much, uh, I thought I was going to go out of town, um, mm -hmm. but I stayed. You in, didn't go out of town? And I slept. No, oh, you, I didn't end up going out of town. You sleep through the New Year? Uh, I did, but like I, I tried to, but I couldn't because there are fireworks in my neighborhood all the time. Right. Um, they're, they're setting them off, which was not fun. Never like, is. Dang, if someone had PTSD or something, like, they would be <laughs> terrified right now. That's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of done with New Year's. I, I think unless I have a girlfriend and or I'm like vacationing somewhere, I'm not celebrating New Year's or Christmas. Well, no, we're going to celebrate Christmas in my house regardless. But um, New hey. Year's for sure. I'm definitely just like, I don't care. I don't drink that way. I don't drink at the level where it's like, New Year's Eve is my <laughs> night to shine. Also, the amount of people that are like, like on their story saying, who's going to kiss me on New Year's? Like I saw a person post that like, who's oh, going to be my New Year's kiss? Yeah, I always forget about it too. And it's also like, okay, well, you can't be doing that right I can now. think of only <laughs> like literally two people, one person I want to kiss right now. And it's not, I made a, I made a video because I was bored. Somebody posted a TikTok and the TikTok algorithm is so specific. So it threw it on my For You page because this is the loser who doesn't have a girlfriend. So won't be getting a kiss on new year's this year. And it's like to <laughs> a Drake crap. song. And then I hard cut it to being me. It's like turning really like cinematically to look at that Shrek puppet that's in the office. And it's like zooming back in on our faces. And it like shows me half leaning in and turning around and being like, no, 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 no. That's a mistake. <laughs> or whatever. Um, and I took that video that's down because it got too many likes. And I was like, this is weird. I can't let this go. viral. No. <laughs> I couldn't let it go viral. Um, it's just thing that need to go viral. All the, yeah. all the weird stuff. It does. It's uh, there's always next year. Also, I don't want to be kissing on COVID New Year. Gross. Yeah, no. I'm trying to get a vaccine first. Yeah, I, I'm no. I'm trying to get them to get a vaccine first. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get COVID twice. I can't. I will not unless I go somewhere that's far enough away to where I'm getting a whole different strain of it. Then I'm. I don't mm. think I can get COVID twice. I don't know. Yeah. 
to be determined. I, I imagine that like we were talking about this earlier, but I think I'm pretty sure I've had it before, but I haven't been able to get like the um, antibody test because it's expensive. Test because it costs so much. Yeah. It's like we need to. My Venmo is Hus, at Hassan Kader. Venmo money for Isaiah's antibody test to see. This is the the U.S. medical system is like all donating on money online. It really uh, is. It really, like, really uh, is. What's, what's that big um, a Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Like Kickstarter. GoFundMe. Like, um, yeah, GoFundMe. That's what I'm thinking about. People like fund their like entire like medical bill. Yeah. Well, and then and now it's a lot easier because there's OnlyFans. <laughs> they can fund their entire lives. <laughs> um, Holy crap. Bella Porch is a TikToker with like 40 something million followers. And uh, her OnlyFan has 15 million or 10 million. I think it was 10 million subscribers, which roughly. No, no, no. It was one million. It was a million. It was 1.5 million. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That still roughly equates to $30 million a month. I might sound like an old man, uh, but can you explain OnlyFans? OnlyFans to me? Um, I don't get. What so, so it's someone all explained about. to me not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have personal experience. Let me stress this on the podcast. <laughs> I've never been on OnlyFans, yeah. so I, I can only imagine what it is explained to me as. It's like a subscription service to a person, and it's usually sexually provocative content and uh, like nudes and stuff. So. People don't like porn because porn is too, uh, in their opinion, produced and gross or whatever. So they like OnlyFans because it feels as though Bella Porch is sending you a little naked picture um, when she's sending it to 1.5 million things. It's very social media app setup like or whatever. Ah, so it's, it's like they're just sending it to you. It's not like an Instagram page. Um, I think it's like an Instagram page. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh. That was someone, how someone pitched it to me that... Uh, there used to be something called private Snapchats and that became a very mm. taboo thing because you couldn't tax them. So OnlyFans is like the legal version of that and it, you know, mm. falls into sex work and stuff like that and all that. Um, but yeah, it's a... I mean, at least they're, they're making their own kind of money. It's like... Honestly, as as honestly know, there like was a girl... A, so there's a girl who um, is a ambulance driver. What's the word for it? A paramedic. She's a paramedic and she works... Oh yeah, I saw this story. Well, yeah, how crazy. Yeah. So so for in, context, in guys, paramedic Post, yeah. girl and... Uh, who lives in New York, I'm assuming since it was the New York Post picked it up, I could be wrong, uh, is a paramedic and could not afford cost of living, so she made an OnlyFans page. And then somebody from the New York Post interviewed her, and she made it very clear like she didn't really want any part of this or whatever, like she didn't want her name attached to it. So he publicly makes an article shaming her for being an OnlyFans, like having an OnlyFans and posting naked and or provocative pictures and stuff and being a paramedics worker, which is like the real article's headline should be, Medical front lines paid so little they need to go mm-hmm. to sex work to make ends meet. But instead, the well, article this was. Is, this is why I love conservatives, right? Because there's a this like thread on Twitter, like it, like th- they're talking about how it's really betitled. A uh, person gets a useless college degree and can't afford to live in uh, in New York City anymore. So it's like all her fault. It's like if you got a college degree and you have the actual job that was dictated on your degree. Yeah, it's not, and you're not useless? getting paid enough. How is that? Like, yeah, actually, that they should be paying you far more. We don't want to um, take anyone like up top accountable in this country. Like, no boss. Universal, universal basic more. income like, is a thing that I'm slowly but surely easing into. I like it a lot. Oh God, Yang Gang. Yang Gang. Dude, he's gonna here. be. He's gonna be mayor of New York. For real? Yeah, he's running for mayor. Do you know that? Oh. It's actually awesome. I, did, I didn't I, know we lived. I didn't know we were from New York. Um, New I didn't York. know either until I found out he was running for mayor. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to move to New York for a little while. That, have I showed you that like I constantly look at apartments in New York like really regularly? No, we were talking about it the other day, but you didn't uh, show me any. Yeah. So at. New York's rent for like a fifth story walk up in Manhattan, a two bedroom place, should be like twenty five hundred dollars a month. 
which is so fucking ignorant and obscene. But that's reasonable for New York. They're like a thousand dollars and less right now, dude. Because people, so many people moved out because of COVID. So it is a mm. marginally more depressing place, but still New York. I don't know. It's a it's a buyer's market. Yeah. Right uh, I just learned about that today. My dad was telling me about all the different housing market terms because we were looking at houses. Love that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's part of mm-hmm. my formal training as a realtor. That's part yes. of my actual job. I said, Isaiah, terminology. Look at you. Holy yes. shit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a. It's definitely something that intrigues me. I'm trying to you get settled here, but after I have a home here, I don't really care what I do next. Like I could sell it on a, like the turn of a dime and make a profit on it. I can put it up for rent. I can functionally live elsewhere, even if I have a place here. But uh, would you want to have multiple places like around the country? Like no, not like wait, not like a. I want a house here, um, for sure. And then outside of that, I think anywhere else I stay, I'd be renting. Unless I'm making like an exorbitant amount of money and I can afford to buy real estate. But like real estate in LA is unreasonable. It doesn't make sense. I will never have enough money to buy a place in LA that would be profitable as well. And managing a property that's 10 states over is not something that is feasible for me right now. You have to put under a management company and then sell, you know, part, like give up half the money for renting the place. And that's not worth it. Um, So like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on getting a three bedroom. One for the one's gonna be the office studio podcast set. One's my bedroom, and the third is for a friend or a guest room, whatever, whatever works. And hey. if it's a friend, then I got a person who can theoretically pay rent within reason, and that'll help pay the mortgage on that. Um, speaking of mortgages, why does everybody on Omegle think you're a forty year old man? Oh my god, bro! <laughs> I went home and cried. Did just you kidding. really? But uh, <laughs> no, I was like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing? I'm just gonna shave my beard now. Yeah. Oh, dude, my I'm so excited to be back to the short beard week after next because this was too much for me i liked I it a little stupid. bit i left all my all my clippers in tuscaloosa so i have to go scraggly but yeah well and i have clippers at home too but i'm gonna let my barber do it because i just wanted to he's got more to work with so he can make it a cooler shape which is mm. a weird thing to say but like shaping a beard's important too and does he just do beards yeah you can do beards right. you can just you can just That's go for a beard. maybe i can uh Get an appointment with him. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Tay is cuts by Tay on Instagram, guys. He is not only my barber, but like one of the best friends I've ever had, truly. Like he's he's genuinely family. Uh, Tay is one of the coolest people ever because he's so talented at what he he does, right? The the haircuts are legitimately art. They're they're skills of art. And then also as a person, he's so cool. He's incredibly caring and understanding. And then also he married his high school sweetheart and they own the barbershop together. And their names are Tay and Shay. What? Dude. Ugh. I got dumped on Tay's birthday, May 11th, 2017, so I'd never forget his birthday, and we always have like a really fun little conversation every year on it. Um, barbers are like, yeah, who needs a therapist, honestly? Sometimes. Right, right, no, no, no. You do need a therapist. Did you, did you text my therapist no, today? I, I, you know I, her? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to text you tomorrow, and if you don't do it, I'm going to get very upset with you. You I, need I, to email. I promise. He started the <laughs> so process of getting it there. The, the thread from last episode. Um, mm-hmm. where we talk about maybe him seeing a therapist. He circled back to it and he's like, yeah, my dad brought it up. I think it'd be a good idea for me. So yeah. I gave him my therapist information, all that. And I said, make sure you get booked before January. That way when her booking starts filling up, you still can get in. And uh, Mr. Isaiah is a little bit behind on it. He's procrastinating it. But like, I, 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 I don't, know, dude, I don't know what like the, the blockage is exactly, but I feel like, like you know. Here's the best thing like, though. I'm, I'm I ripping like on you. I like the idea of therapy. I, I'm ripping on you, right? But I definitely mm-hmm. got her information in December and did not book until February. So, oh, okay. 
but so maybe I can book for <laughs> no. You need to go. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna book to, I'm gonna book for this month at least. Good, so good, good, back. good. But it's like this is like the, the process of like like I'm gonna actually go to therapy and like talk about my my stuff. It's Does like, it stress oh, you out a little yikes. bit? Yeah, it's like a little bit, like a little bit scary. Well, um, no, then don't take it as like, man, Hustle really talks about the most effed up stuff. When I started therapy, it was like, therapist, there's this girl I really like, and <laughs> and I don't know, it seems like it could be a bad idea. Maybe they don't they don't have feelings for me. Help me be the best I can be for this person. And then my therapist was like, all right, we're going to help him with this stuff. While we're doing it, we're going to secretly get to the core of who he is as a person, and then we're going to, throughout the summer, absolutely fucking scalpel surgery style get into the weeds of it and fix who he is as at his core um which dude i, I you know how much better i like you 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 as a friend can recognize how much better i am as a person since i started going Definitely to therapy a lot, a lot of progress has happened yeah so a lot more to go how long have you how long have you been at this therapist? this therapist february 13th oh no uh february 14th valentine's day was my first appointment actually yeah oh so this, this past year basically yeah so we're gonna be hitting a year in a month which is crazy um, 2020 was the year for therapy. I feel like for you know that's right. Finally, I, yeah. in, in February, you you couldn't have known that. You couldn't have known that this was going to be the yeah. worst year in entire history. I was just trying to be. Um, and the crazy part is, I was loving life in February around that time. Like yeah. I remember something I did on February 13th where I was like, "This is the happiest I think I've ever been in like four years." And it was, it was shallow. It was happiness that is reasonable to have, but it was shallow because. I was still unhappy at my core, but, but that's not what I thought. I was like, this is the fucking craziest, happiest thing going on in my life. And then I went to therapy. And I was like, why am I even here? I'm like, I'm like kind of awesome right now. Um, and then the, the rest of the year was like, hey, Hassan, <laughs> just shit all over me and ruined me. So um, I'm glad yeah, I'm in I mean, it. I'm glad I'm in it. It's just about taking the leap. It is. Yeah. You need to. You need to take the leap. Um, therapy and then a bunch of self-care things. Uh I recently had a friend talk to me about like my daily schedule. Like, like, do you think the way that you're working is reasonable? And then I, I guess I really thought about it for the first time in, in a hot minute since all this started. It's really not. So like my, my average schedule, right before like Christmas season and taking a little bit of a break, it was, um, go, uh, wake up at 6am edit videos for the entire day, have them processed, put on my phone, leave to the office at 8 a.m., be at the office till 5 p.m., start filming around 7 p.m., finish filming around 11 p.m., start editing until 2 a.m., the prepping edits, that way I can have them all finalized and put on my phone the next morning. And I did that for almost two weeks for a little while there. That's why I gained as many followers as I did. It was, yeah, so I lived like a crazy person. (laughs) And, um... Uh, yeah, someone just held up a mirror to me. I was like, Hudson, you think it's a good idea? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck me. Yeah, I kind of... You look like sleep. Which also, like, water. my therapist was like, Hudson, didn't I tell you this? And I was like, you did tell me this, therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you did definitely tell me to chill out a little bit and relax a little bit more. Um, and then also, like, they also brought up, do you really need a ring light and three monitors on your face at all times? And I'm like, I really <laughs> don't. Like, re- within reason, I should take the laptop up, go edit outside or do anything else and not be here like this constantly um but that's the best part about therapy and having good friends accountability and checks and balances man mm. truly like i don't think that's something that i uh i've had ever really no no one's ever been mm. no one's ever unconditionally loved me so certainly no one's ever been holding me accountable maybe my mm. sister but outside of that a lot of it is just you know, family's not that great never really had long-term relationships so a lot of it has just been me taking care of myself and i don't really give a shit about myself <laughs> <laughs> within reason or up until now i haven't uh 
But yeah, it's definitely been a journey. I couldn't recommend therapy more. You really, you, you end up being far more introspective and you really take care of what, you know, needs to get taken care of in your life. Well, that's what I'm, I'm not worried about, but I feel like I'm like very, I don't know if it, I don't know if it could be counted as introspection. Uh, or like maybe just being self-conscious. You're pretty self-aware. Maybe there's, maybe there's a difference. Um, I think but, you're a decent amount of self-aware as a person. Hmm. Um, I think that... So I don't want it to be like, oh, I already know everything about myself. So what's the point of being... So when you go into there? therapy, you set but, goals. So hmm. I set you set, I set up three goals. Um, one of them was about being good in a relationship or something like that, which isn't something I've really gotten to use very much. Uh, the second one was to have real motivation to accomplish things in my life because I felt at that point I wasn't accomplishing enough and I, I felt inferior to all my friends. And the third thing was to have a better relationship with my family. And starting with those three goals, we've built from there and found out more things I need to work on and stuff like that. But we started there and uh, went forward. So that's, that's probably the, one of the first things you'll do when you get okay. in there. And maybe she handles every one of her clients differently. But uh, it was definitely... I'll definitely write, write down some goals and prepare. Yeah, yeah. It, it always have helps. something ready. For sure. And and you do some really cool activities and stuff. And, you know, sometimes they feel stupid because you watch TV and they're like, draw a circle. This is how you feel about your dad. And it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but you I, told me you had like homework. Like, like, yeah, yeah. So like um, at one point I had to create a relationship map for my relationship and friendship with somebody and just like start to finish and map out mm. good things and bad things. And then basically tell a story of the entire thing start to finish. Um, and I had to do that with a person. I had to do that for my biological father as well. And um, those were both very taxing exercises, but it, it helps you recognize patterns. It helps you recognize things that, you know, like I'm less inclined to fall into a very cyclical type of, of thing now because I'm very, very aware of what signifies the entering of a, of a cycle and that, you know, you don't have to, you can do something, you don't have to completely exit the situation, but you can change the outcome and not make it a cycle. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. It's it's. I've always been a very self aware guy, but I'm definitely definitely like dialed to eleven now, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll, yeah, you better. I like. I'm right there. I'm like at the door. Like, you are. You're you're literally at the door. Um. In other news, it made me think of besides just therapy, uh, and 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 mental health checkups in the interest of it. I was taking a trip with Connor. We're gonna go up to Asheville, North Carolina, and go to the mountains, just work on some music, just disconnect for a little bit. And yesterday we were looking at Airbnbs. Dude, fuck Airbnb. The most corrupt, crooked ass website of all time. So you can set filters for price points, right? So we go through this like seven pages of, of places. We find like six or seven we like. We bookmark them. We start going through those. And, you know, one of them is $120 a night. That's the most expensive. And one was $89 a night. And we ended up picking the one that was $89 a night. We're staying for two days, two guys. So we're splitting it, 89 each. We'd be fine, right? Like, that's totally reasonable for a trip. And then the fee, the final fee, said $432. This bitch said cleaning fee. It said service fee. Excuse me? You dip ass. And so there's like a filter. So we set it to like max. It cannot be over $120. But the filter doesn't equate for the total amount. That's slimy. That's it's like slimy as fuck. So it literally just wasted our entire night. And me and Connor are both just like ready to put our head through a wall by the end of it. And I was like, God, good fucking god that's like a you need to like do something to like flag that kind of account they shouldn't be able to do that if people are like trying to find something affordable and then it turns right. out they had like hidden fees no honestly like i wish there was a button that said total pricing instead of here's how yeah. much it is a night here's how much it is total and then it's like obscenely more 
Um, that just really, it really ticked okay. me off. And uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the Airbnb. I'm still working on it. Uh, but yeah, that's just a whole, whole, whole nightmare. Um, what else? You know, I was thinking, now I thought of Connor. I've been writing a lot of music recently, like a lot. Oh. Um, you've heard the two songs I've most recently written. One I showed you like right before the podcast. And then uh, yes. one from a um, couple weeks ago. I was just having like a really down day and my options were do stuff that would not actually help me and just put like a bandaid on an open wound or start writing a song and then go to Connor's and containerize song and then go to Noah's and finish a song altogether. And uh, I'm not enough of a singer. It makes me sad that I'm not talented enough to like bring these songs to life the way that I'd like them to. So I'm giving them to uh, to Connor, but I really fucking like the songs that I've worked Look, on. Look, so singing can, that can be learned. Like there's one guy uh, that we went to high school with who was just like an okay singer. We did theater with him in, the, in high school. Mm-hmm. He's he's been doing like vocal lessons for the last few years, and he sounds like incredible, like like a totally different person, like when he sings. So like it's not like a thing you're born with all the time. Something I don't know, man. I'm it. at a specific genetic disadvantage. <laughs> Remember last, <laughs> last year on my 23 and Me? It's just like giving traits, right? It's like you're more inclined to to keep your hair. You're you're more inclined to have a dimple. You are not likely to be able to match pitch and tone based on your genetics. Fuck you. Like music will be a difficult task in your life. Okay. Jesus. This is the meanest thing I've ever read in my life. But um yeah. So I'm just up a creek genetically, but I'm writing hella stuff now. Um and I'm giving it all to Connor cuz I think he's going to be an amazing musician and he's going to do really awesome things with that eventually. But it's been interesting. Did I tell you dude he wrote he wrote a song about me and my biggest heartbreak without telling me. Oh yeah, yeah, we uh we heard that song a few times. Yeah, yeah. how fucked up is that though? Like I didn't yes. <laughs> so I uh he posted on TikTok and I'm scrolling through my for you page. Oh look a meme. Oh look Charlie D'Amelio swipe up. Don't want to see that. Oh Connor, I wonder what he's singing today. And then he just starts singing and it's just so beautiful. I'm like this is really good. Why am I so sad? <laughs> Why is it hurt so bad? And then he sings the whole song for me later and I'm like yo is this about me? He's like, yeah. Hudson. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Connor, I'll, I'll murder you. <laughs> I'll kill you, dude. Don't you ever do that again. Um, it's a, uh, you know, it's inspirational. Your story. My story. It's the best way to put it's it. Short. But, uh, it's uh it was super funny. And I was just like, God damn it. I might kill you one day. I honestly <laughs> might end your life. Cause of shit like this. Um, Too good. but still it was a wonderful, wonderful song. There's a part in it where he like goes up to his falsetto voice and he sings, I don't know what like the lyrics on that part hurt more than all the other lyrics and it's just so pretty and I don't even remember what the lyrics are. Um I have it somewhere on my phone. But yeah, it's been uh it's been wild. That's a lot of that's a lot of what I've been up to though on my my solo time. I quit playing video games cuz I just don't have time for it. Mainly just cuz I'm doing all this stuff all the time now. You know, I felt like I was a gamer, but like no. honestly playing video games is not like been a fun way to relax. It's like you gotta be in the mood to play. It depends on the game. Like if I'm playing Animal Crossing or something like that. I mean, I definitely had more fun about like that's all I was doing back in August and September. And then Mm -hmm. like I was streaming, so I had like a reason to do it too. But now it like almost makes me exhausted just to think about it. But I also, dude, I keep entering all these leadership roles unintentionally. (laughs) Like throughout my entire life, all I've done is I've Jon Snowed this shit where I'm just like, I don't want it. I don't want to be king. Whatever. And it's like heavy as the crown, huh? You made fun of me for this the other day, but I really don't want to be the leader of anything. And it's constantly my responsibility to like throw the parties and bring the people together. And at one point lead the Twitch community and stuff like that. And it's just like, man, 
can anybody else do this? Like, can anybody else be more capable? I understand that I have the skill set to do it, but I just want to relax and like actually have fun sometimes. Um, okay. You guys, back to appear, and then suck it in. Dude, you guys threw me that else. surprise party out of the blue yeah. for hitting five hundred thousand followers, and I say party, guys, it's COVID. It was like six people. You guys yeah. definitely invited more, but like six people showed up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it ended up being fine uh, by coincidence. Yeah, yeah by coincidence. Um, I'm gonna call out. I'm gonna call out Patrick on this free. one right now. Because uh, hey, I don't. No, I, no, no, he's not oh. gonna take. He's not gonna take it personally. And if he does, then adjust, Patrick. Don't take it personally, because he. Because I'm not mad at him at all about this, but because uh, I want to talk about communication, because I think that is starting to be something mm. that is easily, be, steadily becoming the thing that angers me the most. Because I don't care if someone hates me. Like I, I, not that I don't care. I care. But if you hate me and you don't want to talk to me and you're upset with me and I've apologized and I've done everything I can and that's the end of that, that's the end of that. But if I hit you up, if I text you and you have the audacity to not respond for upwards of three to four days and it's like a very simple yes or no kind of question, like for example, um, I put Patrick and his girlfriend into a group chat. They are both two of my closest friends growing up. Um, Patrick specifically, like, me and him were inseparable in high school. And and even after, he didn't, like, I think he's made a, a bunch of friends in Auburn and stuff, but, like, we're still, like, two peas in a pot. Huston and Patrick was just a duo for the longest time. He was there with me. The day I got dumped, he picked me up and took me to my comic book store. Like, we are, he's my brother. I love him to death. Um, And I haven't been able to spend any time with him over this last year. So, like, you know, two weeks ago, I read a text into both of them because I want them both to know they're both welcome. Like, hey... I would love to get together sometime soon. Like I genuinely miss you guys a lot uh, that they never respond. And then we had the thing that we were, we were getting together, uh, you, me and two other people. And I was like, Hey, all this many people are getting together tonight. These are the names. Would you guys like to come? And then they didn't say anything. And then the next day I said, no is an appropriate or no, no. I think part of that text I, I started with no is an appropriate response, by the way, but would you like to this, this, and this never said anything. And the next day I was like, yo, Hey, are you guys mad at me or something? Cause if you are, Tell me what I did wrong. I would love to apologize and put this behind us. And if you're busy, it's fine. But I would appreciate some kind of response. And then he was just like, uh, yeah, sorry, dude. Just busy. Uh, we'll set something up soon for sure. I don't think you will. I'm going to be honest here. But it's just like, you don't have to say yes to people. Like you know, The amount of times I've called you and you've just been like, no, Hassan, I don't want to go out. <laughs> you know how simple those conversations yeah. are? And also, like, Always. I think with uh, with those two, my feelings are, are really hurt because I really have not spent much time with them at all in this last year and i told them about like i wrote the, I, the the reason that group text was even formed or the first time i'd used it since back in high school was that i told both of them about what happened in august where i like had that really bad bout of mental health and then i like contemplated whether or not it was time for me to end my life which is not a ter it's a terrible thing and i told them both about it and i was just saying that like i want to reach out to my friends and uh you know communicate with you guys more and they responded like two days later and they were both just like, um, sorry to hear that, Hassan. You know, it's really busy, but we're, we're definitely going to make time. And uh, Patrick lives two hours away. His girlfriend lives 10 minutes away. But I didn't hear from them or see anything from them. And it's just, it's fine. Like, I am genuinely not, they, everyone has lives and everyone is so incredibly busy. So they're not demons in any way, shape, or form. But that situation is not one. That's so many friendships that I've had at this point. Where it's just like, guys, it takes 10 seconds to say you don't want to do something. It is not as painful as you think that it is. It will hurt the person a lot less than you just not wanting to to be upfront or straightforward with them. Um, I don't know if you've experienced any of that because you don't really go out of your way to make plans super often. 
Uh, it's to the point now. Whenever I like, whenever I do make plans, it's like, oh, I think I can plan. Okay, we gotta do something. Like, yeah, <laughs> I haven't really had anyone like say no. That's fair. It's like, oh, it's a special occasion, but. Yeah. No, I think with the note reason, if Noah says if you're ever going out with us, he'll make sure that he can come too. You mm. said that before. But uh, yeah, it's definitely annoying. I had another friend um, get engaged over this last week, which is great. Congratulations, huge. It's awesome. And they had made plans with me to to hang out the week before. And then I like checked in with them the day before and then the day of. And they're like, yeah, well, all goes ahead. And then 20 minutes before, they're like, I'm just tired and I don't want to go out. <laughs> okay, that's fine. And then I never saw them again, and they moved. They literally moved across the country. So I will, ne- I, I will, within reason, never see them again. I don't think I'll get invited to that wedding. So it's like, okay, that's fine, I guess. But I don't know. That's the only Both downer. Kind of weird communicators. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I'm particularly skilled as a communicator, but I'm just very, very like. Here's the thing. Let's talk about it. Are you upset? Let's talk about it. Remember when uh, when Noah was upset with me over the summer mm-hmm. with within perfect reason? I. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to, out of respect for another person, keep things from him. And I made that clear to everybody involved that that's what I was doing. But it still isn't a good look when you're not being able to tell your best friend stuff. And like, it low-key looks like you're picking sides when you're not. So he was upset with me. And he didn't talk to me. Noah, Noah's not very confrontational. And I think he just didn't want to speak about it. He was just like, whatever, whatever. And then I FaceTimed Isaiah at some point. I was like, Isaiah, take me to Noah now. <laughs> and I just took me over there. And I was like, hey, man. So you mad at me? You're not talking to me anymore, right? You haven't been returning my calls, not my texts? Let's let's just hash this out. And then we hashed it out in like 30 minutes. And I don't think we've ever been closer than we are now. Like we're That's definitely like, cool. yeah, everything's super cool. Like we're, we're, we're like, fa- we're literally family again. And uh, mm-hmm. it's so funny because I literally, that, that conversation was like, hey, you're fucking mad at me, bro. Why are you mad? Let's talk about this. Why are you dodging my calls, bro? I kept your mic. I'm going to keep your mic until you we figure this out. Um. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a lot of folks just don't like. I don't think anyone likes confrontation. No, if, if you like, if, like you I like, like resolution. Like confrontation, and yeah. the only way to get to resolution is through confrontation on some level. Yeah, you know, but it's just like you know, if you have some kind of grievance with someone and don't really know how to articulate yourself, it it can be hard to take that first step. That's fair. I'll get. I'll get Which people. Is why that. we need therapy, right? That's what. You know, that's, that's why I'm so good at, at articulating <laughs> yeah. myself now. I think that's the only reason that like. Um, if I feel something in any way, shape or form that makes me upset and makes me like linger, like thoughts that linger in my mind, I will address it, have it either be fixed or be done. That way it'll be out of my, my, my mindscape. Cause I do not have the, uh, the extra processing power as it is to deal with prior traumas that I'm currently dealing with, trying to figure out my way through the current trauma of living in this household. And then also a present trauma with somebody who's just in a fucking bad mood or doesn't want to return calls or texts. Like I'm not, I don't want to do all that. That just feels exhausting, to say the least. Yeah, people are complicated. We we've had plenty of experiences to recount that. Uh, Bunch but, of bad days. You know. Bunch of great stories, but yeah. <laughs> Get it? <hate> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been a trip, and this year was such an introspective year. You know, uh, the most growth I've ever had as it's a like person. No choice but to be introspective. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Um, this has been my biggest year for growth as a human being. Like it's crazy how different I am from the start. Hassan Hassan Kader from who got the concussion a year ago is not even remotely the same guy as I am now, which is so odd to me. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about your journey throughout this year? I felt like before this year started, I think we talked about this in the first part, like the first episode I was on. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like 
I felt like I was on an upward trajectory as far as like getting stuff done in my life, like you know, playing, like meeting new people kind of deal. But then like the COVID just put everything on pause. And I feel like I've, I've taken a few steps back in whatever progress I was making. And now I only have two semesters left of college. Um, One so realistically like without COVID, because I don't think uh, yeah. next semester is not, it's going to be a COVID semester for sure. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I feel like a lot has been kind of taken from me. But at the same time, I should have been doing more to begin with. Um, Do you know what I was thinking about? You are not alone in that at all. So I imagine that this generation, like the coming year of people who hang out at a bar, is going to be incredibly Mm. different than the last one. Because it won't just be Mm. the people who want to go get drinks. It's the people who are lacking, like, they were deprived of social activity for some amount of time. So the people that are going out this time around will be the people who should have gotten it done in college, if that makes sense. Which is weird. Mm. So we might actually, like, you I might be inclined that. to meet more people. That's just a theory that just popped up into my head. But like mm-hmm. me, I'm just trying to like join more clubs and, and you know, be more involved on campus for the right. last year. Um, and I, I plan on going to grad school, so I might still right. have plenty of time. Are but... you doing graduate school at Bama? Like, are you going to just, you're not going to take a gap year, you're just going to jump straight into grad school? I'm, I've been thinking about like taking a gap year and like maybe just making some money or just, just chilling and doing some art. I don't know. But um, I can't, I, I feel like, what? Depending on what you do, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you think about going into law, right? Yeah. Law is an incredibly, I don't know, it's a very restrictive major in regards to the workload that you're going to have in law school, right? Within reason. So, a lot like med school, a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of t- uh, take a year off after that. My sister took a year off from when she graduated and then started optometry school, and uh, mm-hmm. she lived in this house. So obviously, she didn't enjoy herself too much, but. Um, within reason that it would be a good year to really cement who you are as a person, get into gear, get into the groove of things, be an adult for a little while, you know? Um, what kind of stuff do you do in a gap year? I feel like it's just travel. Like, you travel uh-huh. within re- like, like, like you, you try to travel, you go see friends, you get a nine to five, but you hang out, you play video games, you watch movies, you make uh-huh. YouTube videos, you do podcasts, like you have fun because a med student does not have time to have fun. Uh, a law student within reason, they, they might, but depending on what school you go to and depending how grueling the process is, you may not have time to make to have fun. And you're only 22 my dad has one time. A lot, of, a lot of stories about like being up all night with law school, but he, he had had, he had like a children by the time uh, he was in law school. Like he had my brother um, oh, wow. and I, by the time he graduated. So he was like having a family and having to go back and forth. Um, so I imagine it will be a little bit easier for me since I'm taking it much earlier. Right. But Well, and, and, and that could be a really cool place for you to get social and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm really, I think my growth this year has allowed me to see um, I'm only this young one time. And there are things that I'm super upset about that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life later. Like I'm going to have to figure out these problems for later um, and where I need to stay and who I need to be and what what is forever for me. But right now I'm really young and I should travel and I should live maybe somewhere that's not Birmingham for a little while. And I should hang out with people that I wouldn't hang out and, and do new experiences like, and live life uh, more to the fullest. And you can't necessarily do that while you're tethered to school or to a job that requires you to be constantly here. Well, a lot of the time, it doesn't really take that much to have an experience. Doesn't, um, not at all. Like the, like the, like the Pakistani food you had me um, eat right. yesterday. Dude, we've been talking about that for throughout the entire quarantine. We talked about that. We, me and Isaiah, Mm -hmm. went on hikes throughout all of the the early half of the COVID quarantine. 
Um, I was the most depressing human being to hang out with by far at that point. I think I was fine when we started. And then there was a point mm -hmm. where it just became so hard to speak to me and you soldiered through it so well. <laughs> I went from like, yeah, dude, this is so much fun. I love hikes. Everything's cool to like, the world's just not worth it. You know, it doesn't matter what, what good you do. Nothing yep. good will ever happen. People in China are still dying. Malaria still like, like like just like the most that, that seems like an exaggeration. Like, but that's bruh. really that's really where I ended up. Literally um, what yeah. Um I, I went full nihilist, but uh during a like we were talking a lot during the happier portion of, of that time period and we talked about going to get Pakistani food. And there's this place called Zika in Atlanta, Georgia, and Zika has my favorite Nahari and biryani and the freshest naan and the best kulfi ice cream, mango kulfi I've ever had in my life. Um, but I couldn't take him to Zyka, so I took him to this place called Kebabalicious, which is still really decent food. And uh, Zay, how do you feel your first experience with, with real ethnic Pakistani food? Uh, it was like, I was low-key upset with you because like, I could have been having this my entire life. Yeah, my entire time knowing you, I could have been having this kind of like really good. And you were telling me how how like much better your parents make it. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? It's fine because you you were trying to do your own thing. Well, I I quit. I quit being like it. So yeah, <laughs> I told Isaiah the story that my favorite my favorite Pakistani dish is called nahari. And nahari, you eat nahari with naan. You eat nahari with paratha, which are both different types of bread. Naan is, I don't know what type of bread naan is, but paratha would be considered more Malaysian or Thai. Uh, or Burmese even type of bread and paratha and naan are just that's my thing I love it so much I used to eat it so much as a kid I was a big big fan and then one New Year's Eve there was a, a kid who knocked on my door um, and a bunch of my neighborhood friends they all came and they're like hey uh, you, you can come play out <gasps> what's that smell ew that's so nasty that's disgusting <laughs> ew, 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 ew. yo fuck you Cullen Steele <laughs> say his name call him <laughs> out um, but uh, he said that and I did not eat Nahari for like five years, six years. I hated it. See, I hate the idea of being called out for being yes. smelly. Dude, being smelly was my biggest fear growing up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That like, um, there was this kid on my bus growing up and he was, I think he was Chinese. Very nice kid. No, he wasn't nice. He was actually a bully. He wasn't, he was nice. Not, not, not a nice kid at all. And his name was, yeah. was Kevin. Um, I don't remember his last name, so I'm not trying to dox the guy, but this, this kid reeked. Had the, the the smell of the most intense spices. Like it couldn't have just been that someone was cooking in the spice. He had to be bathing in the stew while they were cooking it to smell <laughs> that way so perpetually. Like whose bo smells like like you know spices or whatever. But be, oh, like Kevin. Ocean. And then there was a the, in fifth grade there was this kid uh, and I've called him out before. His name's Corey Nichols and I'm okay to call him out because I think he he's fine. He was just a very big bully. He was this Ukrainian kid, like literally had been in, in the U.S. Oh, for like a kid, year. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, Corey Nichols, yeah. dude. Corey Nichols goes, Hassan, you smell, oh, nasty, ooh, ooh, you disgusting. He like spit on me, bro. Like, he was just such a weirdly aggressive, <laughs> you gross, disgusting. I was like, what the fuck, man? But uh, he left that comment around the same time I was riding the bus with that guy. So I just became so scared, dude. I became so perpetually scared. Um, anytime, any kind of lunch. My mom used to pack me like freshly fried chicken fingers. And I used to like, not take them out of the backpack because I knew they smelled. They didn't smell bad. They smelled delicious, but they smelled. And I wouldn't nice. take my lunch. I, w I wouldn't eat. I would not eat. I would come home and eat when I got what home. What is that? What are you eating? Dude, they'd make fun of me so much. Oh, my God. And they just didn't uh, know. They're eating, like, they're eating Lunchables and crap. Like, yeah. You know, you, Enjoy they, your they kept, peanut butter and compare. jelly, man. My mom literally woke up yeah. and deep fried me some chicken fingers, okay? Get out of here. These are delicious. 
They're just uh. intimidated by delicious food. No, I just didn't have the confidence, man. At one point, I uh, I think this was this was seventh grade. I accidentally bought skinny jeans, and this is before <laughs> like the slim fit jean <laughs> was a thing. And Corey Nichols, oh, why are you wearing skinny jeans? Oh my God, look at your ass! And he, like grabbed my butt. Bro, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? He's like, bro, he's got apple bottom ass right now. He said that, and I was like, Corey, what the fuck? Like. I didn't have the foresight to be like, I can just make fun of this man for being mad sus right now. Like I can do that. <laughs> like, I was just, I took the beating and he told everybody and like all day I was like hiding. <laughs> I was like trying to get through the day so badly. So just, people wouldn't notice I was wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> he was just a strange character. He was, he was great at soccer. I hear, I ended up being a really nice kid. I didn't see him much after that, but, uh, and he wasn't particularly, I was like, where the heck is he from? I never knew who's Ukrainian. He's from, yeah, he was definitely Ukrainian. Like, definitely got, got a big Slav vibe from him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but God, we went to school with some characters, didn't we? Good God. Some of the weirdest people, um, baked crumpet. Do you know who I'm saying when I say that? Baked yes, crumpet. Yes. Yeah. Does that, <laughs> that kid <laughs> in the sixth grade, holy crap. What was wrong with him? I always feel bad about talking about folks like him because like I always end up attracting those kind of folks into my life. <laughs> they think I'm like their friend. They really do. You had the weirdest friends like, by far. I, I had just, no friends, so I couldn't talk. But you had mm -hmm. your friends were always like baked crumpet. <laughs> yes, and like the folks that I didn't actually like. Yeah. But, okay. Was that a shot at me, you little bitch? <laughs> I mean, at one point, yeah. But yeah. Not anymore, <laughs> you sick motherfucker. Um, you're not getting paid for this week's brand deal. Um, Darn. But yeah, uh, there was just so many oddballs, and then also like teachers and stuff that we had back in the day okay so fun thing guys over this this last couple weeks i went to isaiah's house and i got to hang out with his older brother which mm. we've known of each other for over a decade crazy and never ever spoken to each other really we've said hi before and we just got to sit mm. down and talk i might like houston more than i like isaiah <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that honestly oh because he's like he has a lot of like similar experiences to you in regards to just interacting with a lot of different people at hoover yeah, oh my god, it was, he talked about being a double minority, and he said that, and I really just, like, looked inwards, like, I had a really rough go of it being brown, um, mm -hmm. and he was gay and black, that's tough, dude, that's tough, because the black kids had to be the most homophobic kids at Hoover, like, like, like within reason, like, the, like, the group of black <laughs> kids, you know what I'm talking about, the predominantly... The, yeah. the the black cliques, as it were, because there were obviously kids that we, we all hung out together within reason, but there were specific groups of people that would only hang out with other black kids. And and they, they would, for football and stuff like that, diversify, but they, they always sat together, which is fine, and let's hung out together. But they definitely had to be the group of people that were, like, the most disrespectful towards gay people. And, and when we went to high school, it wasn't that long ago, but four years ago, it was still a lot more open. Like, you could openly... People would openly make fun of LGBTQ and gay people, like, a lot more often than we allow now, which, thank God, we decided uh -huh. to progress... Um, but yeah, I could not imagine what that was like for Houston. And you yeah. got to talk to him about all that stuff. We're going to, we're going to pull him onto the pot at some point. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that was such a lovely conversation. Oh my God. I don't think I've enjoyed, uh, like a new slash older, like, cause we have history, but we don't know each other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was such an interesting, like making uh, up for lost time. Kind of yeah, it really, it really felt like, it felt like we should have been friends for a really long time. And now we're, we're both in the entertainment industry on some level too. And like, there's going to be things at some point that I hope to work with Houston on and vice versa. And I hope that it gets to be like a symbiotic, helpful, uh, kind of dynamic, but he's so talented guys. If you haven't listened to Houston Kendrick on Spotify, there are so many good songs. My favorite, hello, darling. 
That song Same. hits different. I can't listen to it super often because it makes me sad because it is so yes. good that I listen to it heavily during a very sad period of my life. So it forever is attached to that emotion. Uh, much like Finesse by Bruno Mars, I simply cannot do it. <laughs> this is too bad. So Dude, how funny was it the other day in the car when Finesse went on and you just saw my face? Like, this needs to change now. I was like, I was looking forward to it too. That like little intro music. Yeah. I can't listen to Finesse. I can't. Finesse is the only song from that very specific period of my life that I cannot unattach from those sad feelings. I'm barely sad about the things themselves now. It's the feelings of it. And Finesse is just, it's not a song. Where it brings it back. You've never listened to music as regularly as I do. If you get a Spotify, I think you'll start living life like that. I think it's insane yeah, that you're in your 20s and you don't have Spotify. It's $5 a month for Spotify and Hulu. <laughs> That's it. I, I mean, now that I have some Christmas money, I can five dollars a month. My, uh, Spotify and Hulu. Five dollars <laughs> a month because the the regular like uh, the version I pay is eleven ninety nine a month because I don't have the student deal. You have a student discount, five bucks a month, mm. and it's worth it. Uh, you can keep up with all the uh, really good AJR music coming out this year. OK Orchestra mm. is going to drop. That's going to be phenomenal. Their concert. They did a uh, an online concert, and it was one of the most incredible shows I've ever watched in my life. Sorry, it's like oh yeah, you told me that we didn't. No one ever got to like watch it with you, but yeah, I remember that, dude. <laughs> you told me about so, that. So, uh, Connor's left the apartment to me. He was staying with his parents or whatever. They had Christmas stuff. So he gave me the keys. So I go over there, and uh, I invited a bunch of people, like like a lot of my friends, all my friends, and two of them had confirmed that they were in fact coming for sure. Um, and I even invited a friend that I haven't talked to in a while, so, like I haven't seen them very often. Uh, and then nobody showed up. So I was like, thank fucking God they didn't also show up because they were just been us alone at this place. And that's like the most date rape scenario that I've ever like crafted by accident. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it. Like, go home. You can't be here. Like, holy crap. Um, but yeah, this still, the show was incredible. And uh, the, the thing is that that's how they are live. Like they did more acrobatics, which is a weird thing to say about a music concert. But live, they're still putting on a show very similar to this. So uh, I'm very excited to see them live again. I can't wait till the world picks up. Uh, I hope to be with you this time around. Yeah, dude, you never went to the first AJR concert with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you missed out. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'm getting a big crew of, of the best of the best together for that one. And uh, honestly, tickets are all going to be on me. I'm going to be straight up about it. I'm going to pay for everybody because I, I want to make sure everybody goes this because it's going to be an incredible, incredible experience for us. And uh, we don't make memories the way we do we did in high school. Like I don't think we've been making as like insane like insane stuff happens constantly. Purgatory theory, but like mm-hmm. I don't I truly don't believe that we've been making the kind of memories we were making back in high school. And I, I, feel, I feel like in high school because we were just always around each other all the time. No, there, there was that, but I also do. think there was like uh, something about being young. When I sat in the car the other day, like I ran up the driveway to take a picture in front of my house. I'm getting my friend Catherine to paint. The front of my house is a gift, uh, a going away gift to my mom. And uh, I was like, I got in the car and I was like, man, I haven't, you know, I realized we don't run much as adults. Like you don't really run. And as a kid, bro, can you like think of the amount of times you're just running for no reason? Like you're just like moving. everywhere, just yeah. running. Uh, and I just, think, I wish we could tap into that. Being foolish for no reason, being, being silly, loving life, doing whatever you want to do. And just, just always, I don't know, operating like a kid on some level. Mm. That like yeah, the old that. days, um, and I hope, and I think you, we could tap into that on some level. The other, like uh, two months ago, before I left to LA, I had uh, I was hanging out with Connor, 
and uh, we were sitting and there was a bunch of people like eating ice cream in their cars and it was at a strip in Homewood. And I was like, okay, Connor, you're going to go outside and just start singing and playing the ukulele. And cause I was working on his confidence and I was like, it's okay. And uh, then this like whole group of girls uh, from who go to Samford just like roll their windows like, hey, are you going to sing to us? And he starts singing for them and we have a wonderful conversation. We follow them on Instagram. They're such sweet, very kind people. And it was so fun. And it gave us like this goofy little story. Like that's some little kid shit. Hey, Hassan, go publicly embarrass yourself for a second and see what happens. And like good things happen when we do stuff like that. So I want to lean back into being a kid, a little bit spontaneous adventure, just doing things because I can fucking do it. You know, and we have so much more power as adults. Like we could be doing crazier things, you know? Yeah. Um, but I get, I get that on some level, but also like I've always like all my teachers would call me like a little old man. So I've yeah. always kind of been kind of the same vibe wise. Uh, but I, I get what you're talking about. Like, but definitely my, my outlook on life, I feel like has changed a little bit uh, with regards to like how I view the world. Like the world seems like a bit more magical, like going downtown Birmingham back in the day, it used to be like going to New York city for me, but now it's just like a, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's uh, cause I'm, I feel like I shouldn't feel this old, but I feel like I'm like an 80 year old man. Yeah, I have my days my, like that too. Uh, my body right like all Sometimes the time. I feel like I'm perpetually a child and sometimes I feel like I'm so beyond my years at this point. Cuz mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to school, right? Like I didn't go to college. I've been an adult like a full-blown adult for give or take 4 years now, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely I don't know what would make you just feel like a kid again, but I want to do shit like that. Like going to Asheville on some level for me is like I just want to be a kid, you know. Mm. I want to just go I just want us to say, "Hey, let's go to the beach." And we should go. Like, why does it have to be this fucking 30-day planning in advance endeavor and coordinating? Like, we could do it. Sometimes we we don't go out, right? I'll be like, Isaiah, let's go. And you'll be like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't have a ton of time. And then we'll be on the phone for two hours. And it's like, what the fuck? We could have gone out in those two hours. Um, <laughs> why don't we, we, we just, ah, man, this is just me going on some weird tangent here. But I just want to, yeah, I'd like to live more. I don't know. I'm I feeling. I feel like just a, that's like going back to the COVID stuff. It's like. Maybe that's what caused like prime it. Prime time. Like this would have been the perfect time to be like doing a bunch of like crazy stuff around town or just like yeah, hanging more. But now I feel like I'm always in fear every time I leave my house. You like do I'm do that. that. I'm gonna get something. You yeah. also, um, we're so impressed with you that you've been staying out to like eleven o'clock, twelve almost sometimes. Because that's so unlike you, man. You you used to go yeah. home at ten thirty, and like we we wish you'd stay out longer with us. But we're so proud of the progress you've made so far. I've like, been I've been trusting my parents to just go to sleep, and they've been doing it. So. Hell yes, dude! Because it's been so much. We love having you out later, and we would do it more if you were to stay out later. But we're just like we're not trying to pressure you either. Um, speaking of your parents, back to like when we were hanging out in Houston, man. Your mom walking down and being like, Connor, I got a hot chocolate for you. And for you boys, I got a special hot chocolate. <laughs> and then uh, Mr. Kermit's making you a special one. And it was like hot chocolate with like schnapps in it, right? Something like that, mm-hmm. whatever. Butterscotch uh, schnapps. Why was that the best hot chocolate I've had in my life? Alcoholic, non-alcoholic. <laughs> like, that was the best one I've ever had. And I, I loved really, it. Like, he, he got a recipe from someone at the office. Um, but it was just really, really good. Was and he like, like melting chocolates? Like, like, how is he doing that? It's just... It was so good. It's like, it's something, because my mom makes a quick version and he makes like a small version, but like he does it in water first and then he adds milk. Oh. And it's like, it's like an hour or so, like in the process. 
process. I don't know exactly. I love that so much. I love that your dad has an hour (laughs) hot chocolate mix. That's so cool. (laughs) I'm gonna need some of that at some point too. I'll I'll tell him. I'll tell him you guys liked it. He'll definitely like to hear that. I loved it, man. I was so hype about that. That was that was wild because I wanted to go to that place so badly to have the. They're mainly because they do hot, cool hot chocolates. I've never had hot chocolates and marshmallows in there. I want to try it. But also, I think there were alcoholic hot chocolates. We never went to that place because it was always packed. And uh, the days where it weren't, weren't packed, we had Connor, and Connor isn't 21, so he cannot get into some bars, depending on if they have a bouncer or not. So we could never go. I always pl- get surprised when you tell me that, but then I remember that it's like a halal thing. Yeah. Marshmallows? Yeah. yeah. The, the marshmallows with the gelatin and stuff. Dude, like. I was so relaxed telling that woman, yeah, I quit being Muslim. <laughs> I've never done that so casually before. Usually I'm so, so while we were eating this Pakistani food, she was so nice. So sweet. She started a conversation with us. The woman who owned the place that we were eating at, uh, Kebabalicious and wonderful lady was talking to us about like her kid in the tooth fairy, really weird thing, but like really funny, real sweet lady. And then, uh, later I was just like, I don't remember why it came up, but I was like, yeah, when I quit being Muslim, I kind of stopped eating this kind of food or whatever, Or, or no, when I quit being Muslim, I started eating everything. So I was less inclined to eat Pakistani food. And, uh, there was no judgment. There was no disdain. She was curious, at least. Like she was, she like, was asking yeah. a bit, like, uh, but it was like really not judgmental, which was really surprising. Yeah, I was shocked. And I was I also, truly shocked. I didn't feel, was, I didn't feel like out of place when I was in there. It was usually like, yeah, yeah I don't want to call you, anyone no, out. No, like, if you go to a desi, like, you go yeah, to desi, like, desi food places, and they give you eyes for sure. They don't. Yeah. Um, a lot of Indian Pakistani folks are more inclined to be racist towards African American people. It's a really unfortunate thing. Uh, but it is a trend that I have steadily noticed over the last few years. Um, but yeah, the food was was so good. The woman was so nice. And I just like, bro, I love, I honestly love saying that I'm not Muslim anymore. Not because I have, I love that religion. I have so much love and respect and admiration for that religion. The people who practice it to its fullest abilities, people like my sister, stuff like that. Um, and at the, But at the same time, uh, the 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 other half of that, right? And the, there's toxic half to every religion. There's toxic half to every organization, everything that exists in the world. But um, the toxic half of Islam and the way that a lot of them talk to me, it's always been super upsetting. Like my aunt, so sweet. But we were talking about me going to New York. My family uh, cousins, they own like a bunch of apartments in Queens. They talk about me just staying with them. And then she was like, oh yeah, stay with this uncle. He likes you a lot. You think you're so great. Like, oh, something because he's very religious though. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm just going to tell him I'm not Muslim and hopefully he won't drag me to a mosque. And she goes, no, 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 don't tell him that. You know, you just keep it in your heart. You know, you keep it, You don't have to tell anybody your faith. Just keep it in your heart. And I said, okay, so you stop telling people you're Muslim. And she goes, no, 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 it's different. And I was like, yeah, okay. Now I love <laughs> you, I'm, uh, but I'm, I have to get going. the right religion. Basically, yeah. basically. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, this has been the most tangential podcast by far. I don't think Jesus, we stayed on really anything like, for more than two some, seconds. I have some stuff written down here, but like I don't really want like even talk about anything else. No, I mean we we are on this list. We're at an hour thirteen. What was on the list? Curious. Um, I had uh, just talking about Christmas and seasonal depression, <laughs> Pakistani food, and then my weird sleep paralysis experience, and like my weird. Uh, Do we want to save that for another the, pod? Because I feel like simple. it's gonna be a thirty-minute conversation. Yeah, Dude, l- l- let's save we that. We could for next time. we could honestly we could go to an hour twenty. If you want to, we can we can stop at an hour fifteen if you want to, but we can we can go to an hour twenty. No, not because what I want to. It's like a weird story. So well, that, that's <laughs> awesome because that'll be a good segue. Yeah. Next podcast, I will yes. be talking with Isaiah about dreams because yes. good God, my dreams have been a fuck. You have some dream stories as well, dude. They just fuck me up. 
I'm doing so well. I'm doing genuinely. This is the most successful I've been. This is the best friends that I've ever had in my life. This is the most relaxed I've ever been and the most upfront I've been about what bothers me, what's hurting me and how to be better. But this is easily the most upset I've been. And I think it's mainly because my subconscious wants to throw like a dream in my fucking face <laughs> randomly. And just be like, Here's a very visceral memory. Hey, Hassan, you remember when you were happy and you missed this person? Feel it. <laughs> you remember your stepdad beating you? Cry about it. What? Stop. <laughs> you take DMC, bro. What is that? You know, you never heard DMT before? No. You must not listen to Joe Rogan. It's no, like a, it's like a, it's like um, a, a, like a psychedelic. Oh yeah. It takes you to like, you know. Oh my god! I, I had a friend like tell a me. Projection kind of deal. I had a friend tell me that. Definitely through the creation of that AJR concert, there were some psychedelics used because it was such a trippy show, and I like laughed really hard mm-hmm. at that. Um, but all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. You got to remember the uh, the worst days of your life, the bad days, as they were. They do make for the best stories. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful start to your 2021. I'll be picking up next week either with Isaiah or a uh, a different guest. I have somebody lined up. Her name's Natalie, and she's wonderful. And it's going to be a really cool episode. But all right, guys. I love you, and I will see you later. Peace out. Bye, everybody.